guys. Welcome to Geek Beast, part of the Geekish Network. This is your daily rundown of geek news from geeks like you. I am your host, Summer Punch. And with me, we've got Chuck. What's up, everyone from the championship city known as Los Angeles? Yeah, I like that. I like that. And Centel. Man, you better get up out of here. This is geek news, baby. We about to talk about that. Sports are geeky. Sports are geeky. I know this doesn't sound consistent to us, but we have to talk about the Super Bowl. All right. I know yes. you guys all watched it out there, even if it's just for the commercials, which is what I did. But also, like, I live in L.A. I don't really care about sports, but I do like winning. And I, I liked yesterday. Yesterday was good. Yesterday was real good. Well, you see walking was- in the streets. Mm-hmm. Any highlights from the games that you guys liked? The halftime show. Yeah. All the nerd commercials. Mm-hmm. All the all the geek commercials because they know where the money's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was everything from Lord of the Rings to Marvel to DC. You know, everybody made a. Every, you know, everybody came in there and geeked out. Cryptocurrencies. Everybody yeah. made a commercial. Yeah. Electric yeah. vehicles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it, yo, are yo, you just the, the future the... was geek. Yes, it is. I love it. I love it. It was very geeky halftime halftime show, but also like just commercial and everything. Did you guys notice that Eminem took a knee? I read a tweet. I read a tweet afterwards that apparently he asked if he could take a knee. I think an ode to Colin Kaepernick on uh, on the halftime show. The NFL said, no, absolutely not. Do not fucking do that. And he was like, OK, I won't do it. And then then he did it. Good on uh, you. Yeah. Good on you, Eminem. Good on you. <laughs> He practiced it though. It was he did he did he took a knee during the rehearsals too. Mm. All three rehearsals. So I mean, I, mean, I just suspect, care that he did it. Like, hmm. I um, I kind of missed it only because at the time that it was happening, they were setting up Dre's keyboard, and I'm like, "Yo, Dre about to play the piano?" I was like I, shocked at that. I was like, I was "Yeah, surprised. Dre can get down like yeah. that." So you know exactly. So, well, I mean, I know producers oh, yeah. can dabble with a couple of, you oh, know, no. a couple of things, but he like play played and that was happening while he was kneeling. So I missed it. I saw it, but didn't see it. It was one of them kind of things. Mm-hmm. What people don't understand is Dre was able to play after he had medical issues that almost killed him. Yeah, it was called yes. marriage. Yeah. No, 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 prior to the marriage. Prior to the marriage. Okay. Dre, All right. I think Dre has a stroke or something. He had a health condition that he went down on almost past before he got divorced. Stress, bro. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> probably so. Let me let me stop. The, the, dang, the dang, marriage is a very dang, no, it's a very sacred thing. It is. But uh-huh. if it ain't going right, then you know you, yeah, you got stress. You have some stresses in your life. You yeah, have, some, have, some have some stresses in your life. <laughs> so uh so he was able to play the piano. The halftime show was amazing. Mm-hmm. Even even Mary J. Blige gave a great performance. Yeah, she was and then she just fell out. I was like, you go, you just go fall out Mary. Yo, this is what I was happy about Mary. You know how she do that leg drag she'd be like, yeah, she do that she dance. I was, like, do the dance. I was like, oh, Mary feeling it. Mary feeling it. Yeah. And one more thing, you know, I know I said, I said the only good show is, is, is a heartbroken Mary. She wasn't heartbroken and then mm. she still gave a very good show. So I have to eat my words and I humbly eat them. <laughs> I would still so rather see. Happy. I'd rather see a broken down Mary though. That's, oh, God, you gonna see her do that bomb? So see her do that bomb? So good. Yeah. <laughs> so Mary and Pain is mean. so good. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. What else I like? They had seven electric car commercials. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> I think everybody talked about electric car that com- this Super Bowl. 
Do you feel compelled to buy an electric powered car after that? Because they were really pushing it hard. I, I'm on a waiting list for two of them. I'm going to pick one, oh, but I'm on a waiting are. list for two. <laughs> of course you are. I'm not even surprised to hear that. Yeah, that is one of my future anyways. So, I mean, it was just like, well, yeah. this is for the rest of the people that's trying to that's trying to yeah. get on board. Yo, can I give a quick shout out to the chat real quick? Yo, yo shout out to Mr. Benja. He said, uh, oh, excuse me, they said, um, and they're clowning 50, but he lifted himself up from a pull-up position with no effort. And that's in reference to 50 Cent trying mm-hmm. to recreate the In the Club mm-hmm. video where he was upside down, totally shredded, absolutely uh-huh. shredded. Yep. And then he tried to do it again. And not quite as shredded. Bad bod. Yeah, he got, he got a little bit of bad Not quite as shredded, but he did it. He still he did it. it. He owned it. But did he yeah. do the? Did he do the actual like upside down? It was upside sit-up? down. Yeah. Did he do the sit up though? I know he was hanging up. Oh, I don't, I don't think I saw the sit up. No, he didn't do the sit up. He didn't do the sit up. He hung up there with the blood rushing to his brain. His eyes were bulging out. His neck was getting thicker. I was like, is his neck getting thicker? It was, it was pains were coming out. Yo, 30 seconds. Twitter scene. went ham. Twitter went all in. I was like, but you know what though? If anybody, if anybody deserves Twitter retribution, it's 50 Cent. He's been he's talking reckless. He's been talking reckless for years. Yes. It's, it's, he's been doing. They're like, you know, they say, you know, he was his dad bod. It's because he had that brawl, that brawl team, that tank top. His a brawl tank top. I was like, that's it, so Yeah, weird. he showed it. Yeah, he was, I was like, yo, your memories is reckless right now, my guy. I need you to. I think it was right under control. This time, right? It was a tank top. It was, it was his custom made tank top. It was like a halter top for a girl, a woman. It was like a woman's halter top. They're like, yeah, I'm like, your nipples on. scraping your chin, bro. You need to, <laughs> you need to, you know, get that under control. Johnny Randolph says he's a king of troll. He is, though. I don't feel so bad about just making fun of the fact that he is just literally aging, which happens to us all. But, you know, like, he kind of, he oh, kind of has it coming a little bit. <laughs> this is a man that bought 200 concert tickets for Ja Rule so nobody can sit in the front row. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's legendary. He's a legendary troller. He's a troll. Yeah. He's the best troll. <laughs> so don't feel sorry for him. We don't it's, feel this sorry. This is karma. We don't. We don't. <laughs> this is karma. <laughs> this well, is what happens to you when you are the Riley, Riley from the Boondocks outfit with the, with the skirts. Yeah, the purse. <laughs> That's what it was based on. I look Yo, at that, they're like, yeah, look funny. at 50 sitting in that brawl top steel. It's a 50, you too old for that brawl top. Now you got real breasts in them. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, aside oh, from that, guys, happy Valentine's Day. So, happy Valentine's yeah. Day. I hope you guys some. I guess I hope you guys have something nice playing with the honeys. Emmy, or solo Valentine's Day, whatever. I'm solo Valentine's Day. Just as long as you get some love tonight. I need love. Exactly. I'm playing LL Cool J. I need love. I'm alone in my room, staring at my wall in the back of my mind. I hear my conscience call. What you know about that, Cynthia? What you know about that? Don't know nothing about that song. I, we said, I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove for the first, first time, time in my, my life, life. I see I need love. love. There was okay. about the game, but I don't, don't get me started. I'm sorry. Happy Valentine's, everybody. Happy Valentine's we Day. Or Singles Awareness Day, as we like to also call it alternatively. Yeah. Either yeah. way, self love, shared love. Either way, we hope you have love tonight, today, and every day for the matter of fact. All right, yeah. on to some other news. 
some sad news. Rest in peace, <laughs> Ivan Reitman, the architect mm. behind mm. the Ghostbusters series. So Ivan Reitman, director of Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, and he was also producer of last year's Ghostbusters Afterlife films as he had passed away on Saturday and he was 76 years old. And this man was a legend. It was blowing up all over my phone. I saw push notifications everywhere saying like just mourning yeah. him. This guy is so sad. He mm-hmm. has departed us. I'm I'm really sad Ivan Reitman died. He he did such amazing things. He made stripes. And anybody that makes stripes can't do any wrong by me. <laughs> he made stripes. Oh, did you know he had the best Ghostbuster uh, movie idea of all time? Mm. Bill Murray as Batman Bruce Wayne and David yeah. Bowie as the Joker. Okay. I heard about that. Now you but know I always not- heard that as an urban legend, but that was really no. the thing. No, he pitched it. It's Ivan Reitman. He was, he's probably blown. He's probably blown. It's like, yo, I'm going to make a Batman movie. Why didn't they make that? That sounds like a brilliant idea. It does. Could you guys be talking about Bill Murray, Batman? That would, be off, that would be off the chain. That would be off the chain. I got a, um, I got a chance to meet him once. Um, his son actually hired me mm. on his first movie. It was one of my very first Hollywood movies mm. that I ever worked on uh, called Thank You for Smoking. It's really old. Um, mm. And his son, Jason, at the time um, was, you know, he was cutting his teeth and, you know, he had his pops pop in from time to time. And, you know, he was a really, really cool cat. And it's just one of those things where you see a legend pop up and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, man, you, it's you, you, you. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a big loss. He he yeah. he ran he ran the late eighties. You know, I know it. Late eighties was his was his thing. Yeah, meatballs exactly. I was Yo, just watching yeah, meatballs on Saturday too. It just came up on my YouTube. It's free to watch. The best the best camping movie you would it's ever like watch. Eighties camp movie. Yeah. Yes, I'm Bill Murray. <laughs> that's all you gotta know. I don't want to describe it to you because it would get me canceled right now. <laughs> they could never, never make it now. Yeah, I mean, I think he did Stripes too. Stripes was a big Stripes. Stripes is another movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. He ran the late eighties as far as like comedic movies were were, were concerned. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So oh, apparently, he made loss. Kindergarten Cop too. Kindergarten Cop. Yep. I know. I didn't know that. He did he made Kindergarten Cop. Cop. Yep. Okay. He made that. Twins. I did know that. I did know that. Yeah. I did know about Twins. Yep. But, he uh, has a long laundry list. He, he was one of the producers on Super Me- uh, Heavy Metal, the, the cartoon that was the first version of anything on Liquid Television from MTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is what kind of what inspired, yeah. what, helped, what helped inspire Liquid right. TV. Liquid was, Television, yep. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. helped yeah. turn into Cartoon Network, what, what we have today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm happy about, though, regarding mm-hmm. his passing is that he got a chance to see a really good homage that his son did for him in the fourth installment of Ghostbusters. That's mm-hmm. nice. Um, and uh, it was really well done. I don't know if you saw saw Ivan Reitman's, yeah, uh, excuse me, Jason Reitman's version of Ghostbusters. It's really good. Did a really good hat tip and paying homage to everybody that they helped piece it together. Now I'm just yeah. happy that he was alive to see it. To see that, and, and he was he's the reason we got Michael Jordan in the game in a movie and LeBron James. He was one of the executive producers for Space Jam. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Ivan Reitman was on it. He was about yeah. that. I mm-hmm. love Space Jam. You guys know how I feel about that one. Yeah, I know. It holds I mean, up. I mean, how you feel. It holds up. Feel. It's still a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the producers on Baywatch, too. 
Mm-hmm. And he's making Stripes. Stripes is a TV show. I don't know what network's going to show that, boy, boy, boy. Not in today's day and age, no, sir. Boy, it has to have <laughs> the same flavor. Stripes is one. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. <laughs> watch Stripes Summer. If you never right. watch Stripes, watch Stripes. You'll be like, what? Huh? Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see it's in if a I category with Animal we'll House and Porky's. Okay. Answer. All right. Sounds potentially problematic. We don't see know. those too. <laughs> problematic. There ain't no potential. It's problematic. <laughs> it sounds problematic just from that description alone. All right. Well, it sounds like a legend has passed and he mm-hmm. missed. But speaking of other prolific, legendary producers, nope. By Jordan Peele aired its mm. first trailer on the Super Bowl last night. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. nope is a hard yes for everyone. It seems like everybody is getting super hyped about it. Yep. The trailer says pretty much nothing about the film. You know, some faces <laughs> in there. Glenn from The Walking Dead. I recognize him. Some other yep. key character. Um, but nope. Nope's first trailer introduced uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer's mm-hmm. two cattle ranching characters who spend their days working with horses on farms while dreaming of making it big as professional horse handlers. This sounds like a Jordan Peele, but just fucking weird and yeah. weird premise to begin with. Random. Uh, just, when it sounds, just as it sounds as if the pair might be on the verge of a big break, the, the strange atmospheric anomaly touches down that starts to spook the local animals and at least some of the humans begin to think of this thing as a bad miracle. So the briefest shots of what appears to be a UFO of some sort may point to Nope being a film about aliens. We're not sure yet, making contacts with Earth. But it's just as possible that the story could be about a bunch of people truly being terrorized by a killer cloud that horses want nothing to do with. What did you guys think? Do you see the trailer? Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. I hope it brings all his universes together. I hope it does. Because he shows quick he scenes from all of those and bring it all together okay. into the Peel universe. Mm. I'm quite excited about it. Nope. I think it's a bunch of black people running away from aliens. Like, nope, not today. And it chases (laughs) after them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's he, he's the black Alfred Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, He he drops, he drops bangers. You don't see what's Mm -hmm. coming. Mm -hmm. Um, He's Mm -hmm. a very good storyteller. He gives Mm -hmm. tremendous opportunities to people of color. Yo, like he's like, like Kiki Palmer is is a part of it. And she's just been killing the game. You know, everything from Nope to Buzz Lightyear to Alice to everything. You put her on Daniel, excuse me, Oscar award winning Daniel Kaluuya is is, is a part of it as well. You know, he does little quick hat tips and homages to, to black culture in general with what, when you see the preview, the trailer, there's one where they they talk about the very first piece of film ever created was a black man riding a horse. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we've kind of been like in the mix uh, regarding the cinematic space for a really long time. He's real subtle and he'll beat you over the head at the exact same time. You know, he's a master craftsman on both mm-hmm. ends of being a director, being a writer, and he's a hell of a producer. So I am all the way all in on note. He can do no wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. I'll watch whatever he yeah. does. Yeah, I'll watch whatever he does. Um, so there are a lot of other trailers that dropped yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. So the new Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer dropped during the Super Bowl as well. So Marvel Studios Doctor Strange sequel titled Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness has a new trailer that premiered during the Super Bowl where Doctor Strange and um, cast as Benedict Cumberbatch 
Um, he find, in this trailer, he finds himself. Um, we, we see Strange continuing to grapple with the consequences of the decisions that he has made in earlier series. With the threat of a multiverse collapse looming, we see glimpses of Strange in handcuffs. Uh, apparently, his face uh, to face the judgment of his decisions, culminating in a mysterious figure, which sounded a lot like Patrick Stewart, saying, mm-hmm. "We should tell him the truth." What'd you guys think? Yeah. Oh, go to go. You go. Go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. Go. I'm no, good. I'm I'll get in there. You look so uh, sad. Yeah, I'm going to let Yo! you go. As, because as an employee of Disney, I'm going to abstain and let you go off on it. I understand. I understand. Listen, mm-hmm. listen, it's the context in which you hear Patrick Stewart's voice, who is, if you don't know, is Professor Xavier. And mm-hmm. then there's shots of like these chairs sitting off in the cut. And we're dealing with different multi, we're doing, doing a bunch of different multidimensional aspects. And when you're talking about that kind of high end, high level type of maintenance and policing, there's a group that Professor Xavier is a part of called the Illuminati. And why this is big is because there's bangers that are part of the Illuminati. Those bangers include Reed Richards. Fantastic Four, ladies and gentlemen. There's a quick clip of something on fire. Some people think it could be Captain Marvel. A lot of folks think it could be Johnny Storm. So uh, that's that's the human torch in case you don't know. Um, uh-huh. You know, we could have another a reimagination of, of Iron Man, who's a part of the Illuminati as well. Yo, T'Challa, I think was a part of it at one point in time. Black Bolt was a part of it at one time as well. And of course, Doctor Strange is too. So that's a lot of banging, huge, large names to kind of subtly hint at. And then also yeah. there's the big elephant in the room when you're, when you're dealing with, with Professor Xavier X-Men, ladies and gentlemen, Mm. X-Men. So all of that is possible just Mm. off of Mm. hearing his voice. See, this is why it was the Super Bowl for the nerds, because there's so many of us out there where they're like, oh, I see this. Oh, I see that. And there's so much speculation (laughs) growing around it. We also see in the trailer that Dr. Strange confronts an evil version of himself, which just made me think of that one episode of What If, where Dr. Strange is constantly battling with himself. But I know that What If is supposed to be it's not supposed to be connected with the films, but it seems oh, it like. Is. is it? Is it? Yes, it's canon. It's supposed to be it's a what canon. It? It's canon. Yes. So do you think, yes. well, then in that, in the quick, oh, whoa, 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 back up for mm-hmm. a second. Because in yeah. that case, that means he could be confronting his evil version from the version that we saw in What If. Yes. Ooh. I fucking yes. love the Doctor Strange series. I love the trippy psychedelic shit that you see in the movie too, and the multiverse, and like all these time tripping realities melding together. And I don't know. I fucking always love Benedict Cumberbatch too. I'm excited for this yeah. one, guys. Yeah, yeah, and we get to see Wanda really ape out. Like she, she's aped out a little bit. You know, she's yeah. lost her mind a little bit. But if you're a comic book junkie nerd, then you know how bad it could really get and that would be reason enough to want to call the illuminati because she's so powerful you have to have a group like the illuminati to figure out what could possibly uh be mm-hmm. done with with wanda wanda's a problem ladies and gentlemen and it's going to be such a joy mm-hmm. to watch these these dimensions get absolutely destroyed yeah I'm and the dialogue between them it shows that there might be an alliance but then she's not playing ball and she's super fucking <laughs> powerful Ooh, i can't wait to see what happens okay so Sintel, yeah. educate us for those in the back that do not know what is the role of the illuminati in the doctor strange universe all right so the illuminati like there, there's certain there's certain levels to superheroism all right like if you're like the netflix 
uh, series where it came with like the Punisher and um, um, uh, Daredevil and Luke Cage and all that. Those are like street level events. Like you're trying to protect a small area, like a block or like a, maybe a city. All right. Then the next thing up is normally like Avenger level events. That's like alien invasions. Yeah. Like you're seeing, you're dealing with Thanos. That's an Avengers level event. And then there's another event above that, which is kind of like the Eternals where they're dealing with like galactic kind of stuff. Uh, and then there's one more above that. And that is what the Illuminati handles. That's the stuff that breaks universes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if that's bringing, if that's bringing a part of it, then this multi, this verse, all of these dimensions crashing upon themselves, which we got a really good example of them uh, in uh, Loki, uh, you're going to need somebody smarter and, and has the power and the, and the experience to know how to kind of manage those kind of situations. And that's what Wanda could potentially be bringing to the table, that mm-hmm. level of, of destruction. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Good synopsis. I like it. All right, Chuck, what are you not telling us that you said you can't tell us, but you're going to tell us? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. I mean, I feel as though since I'm an employee of the, the, the parent company, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let y'all, you know, bask in the glory of it all. Mm-hmm. This is all Why? theory and speculation. It is. It's all it theory is. and it speculation. Is. Sure, it sure, is. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Well, I just like Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is one of my favorite characters. Nice. Always, Stephen Strange is always one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited they have his movie coming out now. Overall, I don't mm-hmm. really have anything to say about it. I mean, I just like Doctor Strange, um, and I'm, that trailer had me excited. Like, okay, okay, I'm mm-hmm. kind of excited about this. Okay, this okay. it feels like a Raimi movie. Okay, I feel this. I can't wait. I yeah, can't don't wait forget for Raimi's directing it. Yep. Yeah, Raimi's def- def- directing it. So I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. This is different. This is really different. I cannot wait. All right, so there's a lot of Lord of the Rings news that came out too recently. Mm-hmm. So the first trailer of the Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power, debuts at the Super Bowl too. And it's time to return to Middle Earth. And the first trailer of Amazon's incredibly ambitious Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power, has finally arrived during the Super Bowl. I'm uh, giving us a good look at the upcoming prequel series. So the trailer reveals after a steady stream of teasers for the upcoming series, which will, uh, which will be set hundreds of years before the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and, the, and what Tolkien referred to as the second age of Middle Earth, as opposed to his more popular books and their film adaptations which take place in the third age. So Amazon series will be condensing some of Tolkien's timelines from the Silmarillion, which spans thousands of years and documents key events in the history of Middle Earth, with uh, like the fall of Numeron, uh, Numeron, Numeron. I'm not a, I'm a little behind in the Lord of the Rings. So, anyways, I'm just gonna cut to the, my first impressions of it. It looks dope, and then I realize, oh, this is Lord of the Rings, and then immediately I have to admit this. Don't come at me for this. Immediately, I became instantly less interested once I saw that it was Lord of the Rings because I've just mm. not been up on the whole thing. I feel like it's something that's just a little bit before my time, which is weird for me <laughs> because, sorry, 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 sorry. Because before I, all of our time. Is it? Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. I'm not, I really old. anything about anyone's age here. All right, but it's a little hard to catch up on because when the movies came out, I was a little too young to appreciate but I fucking love fantasy and anything in fantasy. So when I saw it, I was like, ooh, this looks like exactly something I want to watch. And then I was like, oh, it's Lord of the Rings. And then I was like, you know what? This looks so fucking good that I think I will finally get over my lack of knowledge of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think I saw the first two movies, but not didn't finish them after that. I think I'm going to go back and rewatch everything. 
Um, and then to be honest, I got a little bit turned off by the series because then white nationalists started taking it over and they're like, we are the Elvin shit. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Exactly but I think that it's time for forgive because apparently there were some like black elves in there. I don't know. I'd like to black see some dwarves. brown or black elves. Black dwarves? Well, people uh, of color. Like, we don't. I, I, I think, I think yeah. the actual actress is, uh, is Middle Eastern. She's like, okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's people yeah, of color. Like Middle Eastern. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She's not like, yeah, it's, it's, like, like we talked about it last week. Rodney brought it up. He showed us pictures and he, he said her name. And yeah, it's a real it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which which has brought a lot of ire too as well. Not everybody's happy course. about course. about some of the, uh, the the adaptations to to tokens uh, to tokens work. Uh, some of the gripes include uh, what will we hear? Some like dwarves are uh, they live underground. So since they live underground, they wouldn't be people of color. Uh, the women have beards. You know, it's like eh, I need y'all to kind of like back up a little bit because Tolkien has stated in other pieces of work that, you know, he he's willing to expand the world. And 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 how that happens is a matter of a your own imagination and then whoever else wants to pick up the helm and, and, and run with it as well. So I don't mm. think he would be wholeheartedly opposed to some of the changes. You no, know it makes it really bad. It makes mm. it really bad. All these different cultures of bipedal creatures in European fantasy existed everywhere else too in their fantasy prior mm-hmm. to it being popular in European fantasy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because dragons are on every continent, right? They're, They've been on every like, continent. And so have continent. dwarves. Dwarves yeah. have been in every yeah. continent. Dwarves are everywhere. It's little people, little strong people have been everywhere. They just been mm-hmm. called dwarves. Elves have been everywhere. Fairies mm-hmm. have been everywhere. The lost city of Atlantis is supposed to be somewhere in the Middle East and it was originally yes. a Middle Eastern rumor. Yes. Yes. And also now let's let's not make sure let's also be, you know, be very clear too. like Amazon is doing this because, you know, it's it's smart money. They're investing a half a billion dollars into this series. And if you're Mm -hmm. going to invest invest that type of money, you're going to try and draw as many eyes as you possibly can. And the best way to do that is to have people in the show that represent and look like other people. Right. Especially if you want international eyes to be to, to, to pay attention to, to what you're doing. So it ain't all just goodwill. It's a money. Nah, move nah, too. It's about money. It's about money. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a money, money move. I'm not mad at it, but I just, you know, just want to make sure that it's a smart think money that, move. Yeah, it's a smart money move. You know? Ultimately, we're always talking about businesses here. Yeah. So I have yeah. a more nuanced, a I have a more nuanced approach to it. I, I, I like the way that it looks because I love fantasy, but I'm going to try mm. to figure out how to watch it and get into it. It's a little intimidating at this point because there's so much content in that IP that it is a little hard to know where to start, but I guess we'll start with the movies. However, um, there's also an anime that's coming out about yes. it, which that is even more exciting to me. So Lord of the Rings anime slated for April 2024 release. And here's uh, the first look comes. Um, it's called Lord of the Rings, the war of the, Rohirrim, I say mm-hmm. that right? Rohirrim. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I pronounce that whitish word right, but the feature-length anime announced in 2021 is later for April 12th, 2024 release date. Um, and alongside the release date, Warner Brothers shared some concept art from the film. Um, in the Lord of the Rings, the War of Rhyme will tell a story of Helm's Deep, focusing on the mm-hmm. life and blood-soaked times of one of Middle Earth's most legendary figures, the mighty King of Rohan, Helm Hammerhand. What do you guys think about this? Will you watch it? Thoughts? Well, let me ask Chuck, because you'll probably know this. Is it really an anime? Is it, is it? It's an anime. 
it's like te- is, it te- is it technically an anime uh, or is it just an Ameri- American drama? Uh, I Apparently had to look it's directed up. by Kenji Kamayama. So, yeah. OK. And it's okay. coming through Warner Brothers picture and Warner Brothers does really good anime. So okay. um, Kenji did he's doing he did Blade Runner Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it is. I like to say anime when it comes to a Japanese studio is anime because they have a different uh, they have a different animation aesthetic than mm-hmm. what will come through France than what come through American animation. Right. So I, I, I'm going to throw it in anime from if it comes from Asia and it's been influenced by Japan. OK, um, well, we're, we're noticing a pattern, right? Like we saw um, uh, with The Witcher, The Witcher has had released an animated version of his anime, technically anime uh, per se. Uh, and that's dealing more with um, with that kind of world. We're dealing with armor and swords and magic. Um, we see uh, what's absolutely killing the trending uh, with, with The Legend of Vox Machina. Uh, which is loosely based on Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, which Dungeons and Dragon is loosely based off of Tolkien. You know, a lot of that is heavily inspired off Tolkien. Um, mm-hmm. And they decided to go uh, an animation as well. So right now it just seems like that is that area's wheelhouse. Like if you're going to do this, this movie and this TV show, you're probably going to have a game that's going to come along with it. And then you're going to want to do an animated series to go with it. It's like the, it's like the four headed dragon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that kind of IP, IP is just like fertile soil for animated yeah. series spinoffs, you know, and that's what all these brands are doing. They're just widening, uh, widening the breadth of content that comes through that IP and just making those, mm-hmm. those wells deeper too. makes business sense. Um, but yeah. if it's an anime, if it's, a, if it's got cool animation, I don't even care if it's Lord of the Rings. I'll still watch it. <laughs> let, me, let me let me ask you a question, Chuck. Is mm-hmm. anime? Have we gotten so far into the world of animation in general that anime now is just more or less a catchphrase, or is the culture still intact? I think the being culture an anime is. is. I think the culture is still intact. Interesting. I, I started doing digging. So Solar Digital Arts is going to be the company that's going to produce this. They're a 3D animation house. So one thing that Japan's been trying to do is moving to 3D animation. Number one is less expensive once you get it up and running and you can do way more camera moves with it. So Solar is going to do it. So anime in itself is more than just the frame rates and animation in itself. Animation in itself mm-hmm. is more it's the visual language for example like mm-hmm. a teardrop in front of your head on the left or right side or behind your head on the left or right side it's the chibis when you use chibis there's a lot that goes into anime that's just ripped straight out of manga and they just animated a little bit you know where yeah. animation you can look at you can look at an anime scene and it'd be totally off in timing and totally off in repercussions but i mean in repetition of movement but it's the feel and the motion that comes behind it that sells it okay there's a lot there's there's a lot of more than just art styles because there's so many different anime art styles mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. all right i like it all right guys well that concludes the new segment of our show for today thank oh, you guys man. for tuning in i know no, it's already done already done so geek beast uh, if you didn't know is now in podcast form as well so if you missed our live stream no worries you can listen to us the following day on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast or audio streaming services subscribe to us and leave us a review it helps people find the show so please subscribe to our youtube channel 
channel, youtube.com slash the geekish network, like on Facebook, facebook.com, the geekish network. And our Twitch is still live, but we'll be doing gaming streams charity streams, cooking streams there. And please consider subscribing to the channels there. If you have Amazon Prime, you can click the link in the account and sub to us using your Prime Gaming account. It costs you nothing, but it helps us out a ton. Thank you to Rodney for producing the show tonight. And we will see you guys all tomorrow. Bye.